The world we know is a collection of stories, tales, and legends, either real or imagined. All need to be told. There is a place to tell them. So if you want to go there, just click your heels and come join us. The Wizards of Odd. Welcome to another episode of The Wizards of Odd. Don, how are you? I'm alright. This is a creepy episode, but I'm in for it. Yeah, it is a creepy episode. You're right. right. How are you, Teddy? I'm good, buddy. You been good? Uh, yeah, I've been good. Um, we had, we had a pretty exciting couple of weeks, um, besides preparing for a few more episodes. We were actually guests on the K.P. Burke podcast called American Loser. Very good show. It, it, and I tell you, if if you're if you really like podcasts, you need to not only check out our appearance on that, but you need to subscribe. It's really an interesting show. It, yeah. it, KP does such a great KP really Kahuna. I was disappointed that his dad Larry was not there. He was suffering in Florida with the eighty degree temperatures, and yeah, that's a shame. I know. It's I felt bad Probably for the guy. Stranded on the beach. Yeah, know. he was. He was stranded on the Shells beach. Shells everywhere. Probably had nothing to drink but like Coronas or something. Yeah. It's not easy. It really isn't. And you get so much sand in your bathing suit, you're forming <laughs> a pearl. <you> know. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely uh, check that out. Hey, if you're new to this show, I want to thank you for giving us a shot. Hit that subscribe button. If you get a chance to rate us, that would be great, too. And if you've been one of our loyal listeners, we really appreciate it. Um, and tell other people about us, because that's what's going to make it so that we can keep doing this show and get out to more people. Um, but other than that, we do have an interesting show for you tonight. Um Don, you know what's funny? Before we do that, I did I did comedy last night. Okay. And I've I've told you I really I'm not I'm not really psyched to perform anymore. Uh, I don't know. It's COVID. I guess my life has changed a little bit. I'm not sure. So, but I was hosting, and the uh, comics come in and they look at the lineup, and they go, "Wait a minute, aren't aren't you closing the show?" No. I said, "No, I'm uh, I'm hosting." No. So. Uh, the guy running the thing says, oh, let me say a few words about you to bring you up. I said, oh, that's great. So I said, you know, just Ted Daniels. You can say uh, the Riviera in uh, Las Vegas, you know, um, the uh, Hard Rock in Atlantic City, and host, uh, co-host of the Wizards of Odd podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. So he goes up there and he goes, you know, of course, he did a terrible job introducing the show <laughs> and everything else. And then he goes like this. And your first comedian... Um, he uh, he's a, a host of let's see this Wizards yeah, of right. Zod. Sound it out. He goes wait. He goes Wizards of Zod. Of Zod. Where are we? So, Superman. So I'm standing on the side of the stage. I just walked over. I'm Kal El. I asked him, "Give me the mic." Yeah, I the took mic. the mic and I said, "Give me the mic." Hi, it's Wizards of Odd give podcast. <laughs> That's like uh, back in March or so, and we're just kind of getting back our feet into this once in a while. I did a show uh, I do every year for an EMT group, and it was a lot of fun. They raised a lot of money, but I was on stage and I said, "Oh, and also by the way, folks, I'm doing a paranormal podcast, and the lights in the place went out, <laughs> and it was the whole area just went like boom, boom." I was working with the emergency light, then it came back on after five minutes. I'm like, "Well, that was interesting." <laughs> Yeah, working my podcast. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> and 
when we did the other show that, that we were guests on, in the middle of it, oh yeah, they had a problem with their computer they never had before. So they had to shut down for a minute and reboot. The, the whole thing shut down and froze. And the history was gone. Yeah, and uh, Kahuna, who is their producer... I've never seen that before. First, first of all, listen, how do you not love a guy whose name is Kahuna? Oh, he was an excellent guy. And he's he's not only a great producer, he's a really interesting guy. Yeah. Um, we're going to have him on the show coming up. His um, He's got a really interesting story. <clears throat> A uh, very famous dad. I don't want to ruin it uh, by who his dad is. We'll let you know when he comes on the show. Yeah, his father was in a band in the eighties. Yeah, you'd know him if we said. But um, but yeah, everything goes out, and he goes, he goes. This has never happened before. We lost our entire history. That's weird. That's great. Well, it's kind of like what's going on in the world today. We're losing our history, <laughs> right? I have no history. <laughs> yeah, it's like wow. Yeah, yeah, it's weird stuff, and you, you don't know whether that's just a glitch or something. You kind of go, all right. The timing yeah. of it is weird. Yeah, yeah. The timing of it is always is always. And, really and this, strange. and where I was, where the lights went out, was uh, like the emergency station and the fire department, and everything. Well, <laughs> and the cop, they're all there. Boom, boom. I go, what happened to the lights? They go, the whole area's out. I'm like, oh, great. Well, I'm like, is the Jersey Devil in the air? So, yeah. people, that's the kind of stuff we go through. You know, between maybe we notice it more. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that could be. But that is funny though. Between between us getting together, we. Listen, just to pull the veil back a little bit, we try to get together at least a couple of times a week. Um, it's We don't always get to that, but one time we want to get together to actually talk about shows, talk about things we've seen, and then the next thing is we try to, you know, just record the <laughs> try episode. To do a show. We try to do a show. But uh, but today's show, um, if, you, if you like dolls, oh boy. I think you'll like this show. Oh, boy. Uh, today we're gonna. This is the show of haunted dolls. Hmm. You know, when I moved a couple of years ago, I had a lot of stuff stored up from over the years, and I had moved a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And when we were moving out of this place, and I had a lot of stuff, and I had to get rid of some of it to move to a smaller place. Uh, some of the things I got rid of, my wife insisted. I had two ventriloquist dummies. Oh, jeez, those she are goes, creepy. She goes, no, you got to get rid of those. Yeah, those are creepy as hell. So I, all right, I put them out, and I was like, put them out in the garbage. I'm like, I felt bad. I'm like, I, I'm like, am I going to hear like, <laughs> you know? And I was like, oh god, you ungrateful bastard. Because she hated that. She, where, she was one of them in our old house. She goes, where did you do? You still have those things? Yeah. Don't don't you hear the footsteps at night? Stop it. <laughs> anyway. Well, there there are we're not obviously we can't cover every single yeah. haunted doll, but we've got <laughs> we um, the greatest hits. <laughs> yeah we've got like three uh, topics that we want to cover with this, and uh, the first one to me, listen, they haven't done a lot of movies about it, but to me it's the most legit haunted doll. Could be. And that's Robert the Doll in and, Key West. And supposedly, some people claim that he was the inspiration for Chucky. Yeah, I just heard that. Yeah. I did just hear that. Not that he looks like that. He's actually like kind of a, a sailor type doll with a sailor suit and he has a little yeah. lion stuff lying yeah. in his lap or something. It's a nice little, he, you know, nice looking doll. He's I mean, like an 1890s or something. Right. Re- like real innocently, he was just a um, a gift in the early 1900s to a young boy. We were just saying how weird this name is. Eugene Robert Otto. No, his name was, yeah, his name was Robert Eugene Otto, I think, because... He used to go by his middle name. What's that? I don't know. Maybe there's an emergency uh, thing going on. <laughs> we, had, we just opened our mouth and now... Uh, yeah, who knows? Who knows? Something's beeping. 
Yeah. All right. Yeah, that was weird. We had something, something electronic just went went nutty for a second there. <laughs> but he used to go. He used to go by his name of Gene, so he gave his first name Robert to the doll. Yes. And uh, which, I don't know how that happened, but the thing started having a life of its own. They would find this thing moving around. They'd go in a room. He'd be in a different position. He'd be in a different room. Like they came in, like he was doing something. It stopped. Yeah. Yeah, well, well, the first weird thing was the kid woke up screaming one night. Yeah, I do that. Because the doll was sitting on the edge of his <laughs> bed saying that it was going to hurt him. You know, it's amazing how many stories people wake up and there's something at the foot of their bed. Not just doll, but all kinds of things. That That's really true. I, I heard a story yesterday of um it's like you wake up and this thing's crawling up on the bed i'm like get your own bed i listen to the podcast called monsters among us where people oh, okay. call in their uh stories and this one guy called in a story said when he was a little kid he was afraid and he slept with his mom in her bed and he woke up about two in the morning and he saw an old man standing on the side <laughs> of the bed like by the foot of the bed yeah. and he didn't say anything because he was just afraid and he kind of turned around and he just fell back to sleep which i don't know how you fall back to sleep he woke up about two hours later and the man was still standing there and yeah. then he disappeared and the next day he he goes i must have looked weird because my mom said are you okay and he said i didn't sleep good she said did you see the man too oh god yeah so that's uh i'd be like what do you want can i just get some sleep go in the living room turn the tv on when i get up you can haunt me yeah Exactly. You know, it's like it, it, that. I, so you don't know whether it's a, a state of sleep they see something, or uh, that state is more of a, makes you more available for these things because you have to be the receiver for these things. Yeah, it can't just ha- they don't just happen on their own. I think their things have to be received. Now, Don, the thing about Robert the doll was he? I never was able to find out. Was he kind of? Cursed or possessed before the doll got to the kid? No. Or what, after? What they claim happened was uh, the family owned a plantation. And they had, uh, and it was at a time when there weren't slaves because it was the 1890s or around 900, 1900. It doesn't mean the people who worked for them were well treated, but right. they had a lot, of, uh, a lot of people there from other places. I guess maybe from slave families. I guess I don't know how that. Didn't they use people? a lot of people from like Haiti and Jamaica? Yeah, so they were there. So. They the wife treated them very badly. She was nasty to them, and she caught them doing their ritual voodoo rituals one time and said, "No black magic around here. You guys all got to get out of here." And so the story is that they took they cursed Robert and they put a voodoo spell on Robert, which put a spirit in him. Yeah, that's that's one of the stories. Okay, but I mean they they eventually wound up putting Robert in the attic. Yeah, and then they found Robert sitting in a rocking chair by the window. <laughs> And visitors... Um, well, he needed a break. I, I don't know. what, what is the, There's a main street. Is it called Front Street in Key West? The Something main like, street? Yeah, this is in Key West. Yeah. It's in Key West. And he's still there. He's still we'll there. We'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. But people would walk by and they would see Robert rocking in the chair. Or they'd see him go by the window. By the window. Or they'd see him walk by the window. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what the hell? But then in, it was... I think it was 1974. Well, first yeah. of all, the guy grew up and then he moved back into the house. Yeah, he, he married. Yeah. Moved back into the house. He was an artist. Yeah. paint. And he went and got Robert out of the attic and brought him down, which his wife wasn't crazy about. And he would have Robert there when he was working on his art. Yeah. Hanging out with him all day. Yeah. You know, so who knows what that was. I, I'm going to include a, uh, a link so you guys can see a picture of Robert. 
It's the creepiest doll. Well, he's very beat up now. It's an old stuff. Right. And he looks worse for wear and tear. <laughs> but then Although it, nobody handles him. But then the guy dies in 1974. A new mm-hmm. family buys the house. They yep. move in. And basically, there was another child that was going to be terrorized. And Robert's there. And Robert's there. And, this, and the little girl keeps waking up. And Robert's moving around the room. <laughs> Actually, he just left the house to Robert. This actually, the more you talk about Robert, the more I can see how he was the inspiration for Chucky for sure. And I gotta say, Robert, we don't mean anything bad. It's not true. Well, uh, yeah, and now that's the other thing. People now, Robert has become a tourist attraction. <laughs> not a good one. And yeah, not a good one at all. So people go there. He's still there. He's, they have him under glass. Yeah, he, he's he's under glass. Um, kind of like Doctor Lecter. But when you go there, like. If you go to take a, supposedly, if you go to take a picture without asking his permission, yeah, uh, yeah, bad yeah. things happen yeah, to you. Yeah, you have to ask him, can I take a picture? Do you right. mind if I take a picture? So, so, Don, I saw a video of a woman who was there. She was not going to take a picture, but the group with her took a picture without asking Robert and then started laughing and mocking about how he looked. Mm-hmm. Well, in the year and a half from the time this woman left uh, Key West, she broke her leg, Mm. fell downstairs, broke her back. Um, She lost her job. There was like five or six different horrific things that happened to her. Well, she goes back there, and it's very emotional, and she says, I just want to go and ask Robert if I can have my life back. Well, you know, you go somewhere where they tell you there's rules, you should really play by the cultural rules. Yeah. See, I feel like you have to give respect, you have to give a monicum of respect to everything. If it's good or bad, if it's got some power or something, or purportedly has power, doesn't mean you have to be afraid or run away, but you have to have some respect so these things go, okay, you're not messing with me, I'm not going to mess with you. Right. It just seems that way. And this thing is, it's in this place in Key West, behind glass. And it's got letters scattered around where people write letters. They ask it, yeah, say they're sorry right. for things all that. I'm trying to think back if I did something to a doll in the past, because my last 15 or 20 years has been <laughs> shit. But, you know, I'm thinking, well, who did I offend? Yeah, oh, man. But it is weird. When you look at the pictures of it, there are, like Don said, there are hundreds of letters that people have written to Robert basically apologizing for... Taking his picture, I mean, or true mocking fear. him, true fear. Yeah, yeah legit. Just, this true is funny. Fear. Let me just write. They're like, "Hey, I mean, I'm not taking a chance." <laughs> when, when the person, why would you even go there? When the person interviewed this woman that I was talking about, you can see the fear in her eyes. And the and the person interviewing her said, "Do you think that Robert will forgive you?" She goes, "I can only hope that in his benevolence he would." See how careful she is? And the thing is, most of, the vast majority of these people were cynics going in. Oh, yeah. They didn't believe, and then, <laughs> I don't know whether they attached their mind to it or whatever, but they start seeing these things happening to them, and they associate it with Robert. I mean, that's, it's so weird. <sighs> or I call him Mr. Robert, if I have to. Yeah, and then I, I was talking to another friend about this, and he goes, oh, that's cool, I'd love to see that. I said, I would not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'll look at pictures of that. I, even, yeah. I don't even want to look at pictures of it. Um, <laughs> you know what? I'll go see the Grand Canyon. I'll go see, uh, you know, the uh, monuments in Utah and things like that. I'm not going to see yeah, Robert the I mean, Doll. Yeah, I've been to a lot of creepy places and I've done some creepy things, but I don't go out of my way to do it. L- listen, one thing, though, too. I've been, have you been to Key West, Don? Yeah, many, 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 many years ago. It's a weird vibe, isn't it? Yeah, it's like it's not even the United States. Right. 
it's like you're in the Virgin Islands or something in the United States. It's almost like they're very laid back. It's, it's almost Jimmy's like a hybrid of of the United States and the Caribbean. Yeah, it kind of was the Caribbean. That's yeah, funny. so it, it, it was like a pirate place. That, yeah, you know, there's haunted churches, churchyards yep. there. You know, there's all kinds of stuff. There. Yeah, it's a lot like New Orleans in that respect. Yes, it's like yeah. it's like a place separate, and it's the southernmost point of the United States, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's out in the ocean. I mean, they're, they're out at the end of Pennsylvania, uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, and that would be that's another place, but, <laughs> and it's out in the middle of the ocean down there at the end down there in Florida. It's like that's really weird. Just drive down there, and you can take Route One, which goes from there to Maine. I will uh, include, like I said, a picture uh, or a link to a picture so that you can see Robert the doll. And if I find the interview with that woman, um, and I'm able to put that link into, I will do that. So we go from Robert the doll to the doll that everybody knows about. Let me just add one thing before we do. Oh, yes, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just want to say one good. more thing. I just this is a nice postscript to that. Robert actually has a Facebook page. Get out of here. No, some one of the people down there has a Facebook page, and you can go to his Facebook page. I wouldn't. Yeah, okay. I'm they, I was just going to go to the Facebook page. Tom <laughs> goes, I wouldn't. No, but they have, they have a Facebook page for him, so I'm like, okay. Wow, uh, that's really weird. Yeah, I just he, thought that was weird. He probably has more followers than us. Yeah, his career is doing... <laughs> he, yeah, they're making he's movies about him. He's on TV all the time. And I'm sitting here going, I'm really clever. Why can't I do that? He'll be closing at the Borgata next week. <laughs> I can tell you, I got news for you. When I get ready, I'm going to be haunting the shit out of people. Oh, oh my God. Way. All right. All right, so... Ted's afraid I'm going to pass away and come back to him. I, no, I'm not afraid of it. I'm sure of it. It'd be a sitcom. I'm, I'm sure that you would come <laughs> that's, back. That's new sitcom. Oh, my God. <laughs> my friend, Don. <laughs> I will... Uh, listen, Are I don't... Are you still doing the show, Tom? I don't sleep now. I'll never get rest <laughs> if that happens. Oh, my God. I'll be getting poked at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. Oh, yeah. Hey, did you hear this? Did you hear this? I'm like, shut You'll up. You'll be getting messages from me. Guess who I ran into? <laughs> Napoleon Bonaparte. Yeah, his brother, too. He told me about the Jersey Devil. He, he said his brother was full of shit. He never saw the Jersey he, he Devil. Says, he said he wanted to go back to Spain. <laughs> but I can't. Um, okay, so we're moving on to the most famous doll. This doll has um, inspired a whole movie series, uh, oh, yeah. The Conjuring, and that's Annabelle, the doll. Yeah. And... The one thing you need to know... Because of the movies. Yeah. But the one thing you need to know is that the picture you see of Annabelle in the movies, that is not what Annabelle looks like. No, that's extremely creepy, but she's really like a rag doll. She looks like Raggedy Raggedy Ann. Ann. Exactly. It's exactly what she looks like. Yeah, since Raggedy Andy had a rough night out. Yeah, well, now, (laughs) now... So right now... Uh, will tell you where she is. And she is in the, I guess, the Paranormal Museum of Ed and Lorraine Warren. And the late Ed and Lorraine Warren. The, yeah, the late Ed and Lorraine Warren. They were never late when there was somewhere to go to get a publicity. <laughs> but but when, but when it first started, she basically was just a gift to a, you know, a little, a little girl. girl. Here's your nice little doll. Here, here's your doll. And... Things started happening. The doll would, they would put the doll in a room. They would, the kid would go to school. They would go to work and they would come home and the doll is in the kitchen. Yeah, you know, like, like the living was, room. Like it was having parties in there. Yeah. And they would find the doll in different places. 
the doll actually attacked the mother's boyfriend uh, in the apartment. Um, I ain't any boy, I'll tell you. She had a rough bringing up, and she was taking it out on people. Yeah, and and even, I mean, it's just this doll was had the ability supposedly to move about to inflict harm on people, and finally they just got rid of it. My my thing is, if you suspect this, why would you hang on to it for a period of time? Right, and, and they this, did. this girl moved. She yeah, took it with her. Took it with her. She had roommates. Yeah, <laughs> like you can stay, but the doll's got to go. Then after, then we then a they call in like a medium. Medium comes in, says there is a benevolent, a good spirit of a little girl that's attached yeah. to the doll, and all it wants is loving and you know and tenderness and care. But once again, that turns out to be a bullshit. Story. Right. So these, you, you can never believe that. You can't. Many times, no. many times your stories were, oh, I contacted the spirit of a four-year-old girl, and it turns out it's something else, because they know you're a sucker for that. Yeah. Well, two nurses who were sharing an apartment, they get the doll, and they go, oh, we can do that. That's fine. Well, then the horror ensues. Yeah. You know, the, the, the doll is, you know, doing malicious things. It's, uh, it's kind of attacking them. They call a priest... And a priest calls in Ed and Lorraine Warren. Now, the funny thing about that is Don and I talk about Ed and Lorraine a lot. Yeah. Because I'm on the fence. I I don't know. They seem like carnival hucksters. And then you hear stories that they might be, but then you don't want to believe that they were. Once again, the truth is probably in the middle somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. I think they got... Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure Ed Warren believed what he did, and probably his wife, too. And they experienced some things, but they were incredible self-promoters also. Yeah. If he really believed the stuff was so horrible and everything, why would she let them make movies about it? Right. And ex- and really, you know, listen, in a way, it exploit the families. Yeah, I don't know. See, that's the thing. I mean, it just seems like if you did this, you'd do it quietly. Why would you do it so... Yeah. Publicly, wouldn't you want to do this stuff and just put it to bed? Right. But yeah, they, you know. you know, they had, you know, like they said, they worked for the church. They weren't actually um, exorcists, but they were kind of like the next step down yeah. in an effort to help the Catholic Church. Yeah, he was like a lay exorcist, kind of. You know, yeah. He wasn't really in the priesthood, but he associated with some priest and he used to do his own. He felt that he could do that. And, and, you know, the other thing, Don, is I would love to go and try to um, do a little bit more research because my question is this. If this is what you're doing, how are you making a living? Off that. Yeah, how do you make money on that? How do you make money on that? Yeah, I never really thought of that that way. Because in no way did you ever hear that they said, okay, we can help you, it's $500 an hour. No, um, yeah, there has to be some angle where they make. Well, they're involved in books and TV shows and now movies. Well, the other funny thing... And she was supposed to be a medium, too, so that's how they met and they complimented each other. And, you you know, you, you mentioned TV shows. I was watching an old TV show that Ed was a regular on, and I'm like... Star Trek? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is pretty uh, pretty interesting, a little bizarre. And then it turns out that the guy, I mean, the guy is just gushing all over him. The guy's his son-in-law. Well, there you go. 
<laughs> so, they're kind of stacking the deck a little yeah, bit. Yeah, the, the deck was definitely stacked. But Annabelle, um, when, when both Ed and Lorraine were alive, um, I know for sure that Annabelle was in a glass case. In their home. In their home. They have a little museum of haunted stuff. Right. And the one thing that is true that comes from the movies is that when you did go into the room, um, they did require for you to be blessed, for you to not touch a single thing. That's kind of like our shows. (laughs) If you felt any part of your body touch anything in the room, you needed to be immediately blessed and holy oils because... This was really some rough stuff in there. I mean, there was Annabelle, but there was a whole bunch of other stuff oh, in here's there. Here's an idea. Just don't go in. Don't go in. Exactly. There was um, apparently a couple of stories which cannot be validated because they don't have the names of the people involved. But the one story is that a young priest uh, basically thought this was all BS and he was kind of mocking Annabelle. And when he left, he lost control of his car. His brakes, his brakes gave out or something like that. He totaled the car. He did survive, but then he realized that, you know, this was something I shouldn't have done. And then the other thing was a motorcyclist supposedly was touching the glass that the doll was in and, and um, refused to be blessed, said this is all a bunch of nonsense. And he and his girlfriend on the motorcycle had an accident, and um, I think he was killed. Oh, and the priest also said when they had the accident, he saw in his rearview mirror the Annabelle doll, (laughs) and then the um, girl who was riding on the motorcycle with the boyfriend said that at the time they had the accident, they were laughing about the Annabelle doll. They were like, how about that doll? What? Yeah, how, well, how do you have a full conversation on a motorcycle? And That's I why mean, they crash because they were talking. And wait a minute, if it's back in like the 70s or 80s, it's not like, I don't know, did they have those headset things where you could talk right. back and mm-hmm. forth like it is today? But, I'd be like, hey, how about that doll? Can you wait till they pull over? <laughs> yeah, and then they did pull over. But that, listen, is those movies were really interesting and I really want to believe them. Now, the first Conjuring movie, when you um, when you see them talk to the family now... I never saw those movies. You never saw those movies? No, I wasn't interested. The first one is really good. Okay. And the family that they talk to, um, they talk about all the things that happened. Well, if, if any one of those movies is going to be close to the actual story as it's told, it would be the first one. Right. Now, they also did say... That um, it wasn't exactly as depicted for TV, mm. which is not surprising. <laughs> well, that's what you would say. That based on true events, yeah, the person really existed. That's about <laughs> yeah. it. We added everything yeah. else. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the con- I mean, the country. It's a. I guess the first one was about that um, the farmhouse and um, the Perones. That the family name was Perone, and they were in a farmhouse up in uh, I think Connecticut. And then the, sec- the second one I thought was really interesting because it was based on that uh, poltergeist that was in England. What was the name of that Enfield, one? Yeah. Enfield. The Enfield. That was pretty creepy. Haunting. That's a creepy story, yeah. Yeah, the Enfield. We'll get to that one. If you ever um, get the opportunity to check that out. That's another one you can't tell whether something was really happening. Or although they do have available for you to listen to the person's um, 
like the raw recordings. And that was a big news everything. story and everything too. That was very famous at the time. Yeah. Oh, listen, wait. Speak. I'm going. I'm of course. I'm going off track. I'm going to go off track for a second. Um, Here we go. <laughs> at least I'm not going to Scotland. It's not my fault. I'm not going to Scotland. Hey. Um, there's a show on called The Holzer Files. Oh yeah. Now and in in the early very early sixties, maybe even late fifties too, there was a guy Hans Holzer. Yeah. Who um. He had a very thick like Hungarian accent. Yeah. And he, he was he, a painter or something. He fell off a ladder, injured his head, and then after that he became psychic. Yes. His but, daughter still talks about him. I think. Well, what they're doing is they take every, pretty much every one of his bigger cases, they review everything he had on it, and then they go back. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting. And it's, got, it's done with a guy named Dave Schrader, who has a really great uh, paranormal podcast. And um, it's a good show. They, I think they put two, uh, two <laughs> seasons in the books. People listen to our show to get all the other shows they can go watch. Well, listen to. Well, listen. I know. You know, I mean, it, it's good to share this stuff. It is, it is. Because, you know, listen, if you're a fan of our show, we want you to branch out and listen to other things. Hans Holzer was also uh, consulted on the uh, Boston Strangler case. Right. Uh, Very I, famous. I had a friend who's, who's since passed on, so he may be here, uh, who was a police officer. And he told me, he was telling his brother, too, about how there was a, a psychic here in New Jersey who they were, he said she was... Un, Incredibly accurate in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. A lot of them he didn't believe in, but this lady had everything nailed. I don't know who it was. I mean, one day I'll find out. But mm. <clears throat> I suspect I know who it is, but I don't know for sure. Uh, the thing with the, the Annabelle doll, too, the stories is when, when she had a roommate, and a roommate's boyfriend was attacked by Annabelle. Yes. He woke up. Imagine you wake up and you're being choked to death by a raggedy Andy, Annie. Yeah, like I, when I've been thinking, do they slip some some hallucinogenics into my coffee? And honestly, I would my attitude would be just like, "Are you serious?" I would just grab the thing. I'll knock the stuffings out of you. <laughs> That's why I never could understand. What How the, strong could it be? Like the Chucky doll. Chucky's yeah. chasing you with a knife. Kick the knife out of his hand and choke the bastard. And stick his head in the microwave. Yeah, or rip it off. Rip well, the head off. That's just you and me. Jesus, what are these people? I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah, well, you, you think of that. Yeah, you, I mean, you, that's the thing. If you're that frightened, you're not going to react to it. If you see a doll come to life and attack, you're not going to go, okay, I, I can handle this. You're going to be like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, what's next? Gumby's going to kick me in the ass? You know? Wait, hold on one second. I just had somebody, one of our lix- oh, listeners, boy. one of our listeners knew I was recording the show today, and he texted me this Bill Murray scene from Ghostbusters. Hold on, listen. <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines. Does mental illness run in your family? I, w- I once had an uncle who thought he was St. Jerome. I'd call that a big yes. <laughs> oh. Now, lastly, the last doll thing that we are going oh, to yeah. um, do is the island of the dolls. Well, first of all, wait a minute. Let's see if Don remembered. 
How do you pronounce the city it's in in Ooh. North Mexico? Mexico it's by Mexico City. It's Zacamilco. No, you know that's not even close. What was it? Sauchimelco. 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 That was far. That was that far off. Well, you know. Zauchimelco. I well. See. And wait, Sauchimelco spelled X O C H I M I L C O. Sauchimelco. Oh yeah, it's really deep in Mexico, and, and it's a it's a borough of Mexico City. And it's actually in a uh, a really beautiful area where people go, uh, like tourists go. Or yes. people in Mexico go to. There's mariachis on boats going around. Yeah. It's, it's a festive place till you get to this one little island. And, what, <laughs> and what's so weird about the island, Don? Well, the island is covered in dolls. Yep. It's, co- it's a small island covered in old dolls, falling apart dolls. This guy would go around and he would find them and bring them back and leave them there. Because what happened was originally he went onto the island. He was there fishing or something. Mm-hmm. And he saw, thought he saw a doll or something in the water at this one spot. And he went over there and it was a little girl. How I drowned. Very tragic. So he took her back to her family and they buried her. So to, feel, to make her, to do something for her, he brought a doll there. And then every time he wanted, he wanted to please her, every time he went out, he would go scrounging around for things to sell and things like that. He would find a doll, an old beat-up doll. He would bring him back to the island. and he, So there, there's like a, like a house or a hut covered in them. The trees yeah. are all covered. Yeah. They're all over the place, these dolls. And people go there and do uh, all kinds of research and investigation. Sometimes the dolls move. You'll hear one of them say something, or the eyes will open. Yeah. Now, that yeah. could be humidity or something. You don't know. But still, it's scary as he, hell. Here's an idea as to how many dolls um, could be there. He did this for 50 years. Mm-hmm. He basically became the caretaker of the island. Yes. And he did this for 50 yeah, years. Yeah, he was totally devoted to it and obsessed with it. And, uh, you know, he, uh, he thought the island was unrestful because this girl died there. He felt like there was something wrong there. And also, he believed there was some kind of a, once again, some kind of mermaid spirit or something in the water there that caused this. Yeah, well, a lot of people didn't even believe he ever found a girl. No. And that whole story was just a, a, a complete BS story. And um, But anybody who goes on the island, even today, they, do ex- they say they do experience some really... Um, some really weird things with these dolls. And people still bring dolls there. They do. Even though he's gone. Uh, and, and the weird thing is, uh, and this is the kicker to all that, is a few years ago he died. 2001. And he died. He had a heart attack, and he died in that same spot they found him. They found him in the canal. In that same where spot. He, right, where he found Which the is weird. little girl. That is weird. I mean, and then, you know, it's just the whole thing. And people still bring dolls there and... Uh, they go there to see, and people have done various, uh, you know, investigations and, there. And like you said, they have ferries. Uh, now, ferries are very different than the ferries we're used to. Yeah. We're, we're thinking of, this, of, like, the Staten Island Ferry and all. These are small boats that maybe hold, like, what, um, 30, 40 people yeah. tops. Yeah. And like you said, they put a mariachi band on it, they drink. Yeah. But these ferries, many ferries do stop there, and it kind of is part of their tour of the Aztec Canals. Yes. And people do Which bring... Which could explain a lot of the power there, too. Yeah, exactly. And people do bring... Um, Many times places are layer dolls. over layer of history, and it builds up a whole other thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and also every year in the anniversary, of the, they, uh, once a year they have a big party, like a celebration. 
On the island? Yeah, about the island. Around the end, they said they go there and people go there and bring, to so, see the dolls and do all that, and they kind of honor the place. Does it have anything, um, is, does it coincide with, like, the Day, of the, Day of the Dead stuff? I don't know. I, I would suspect so, because that whole Mexican thing, they have a, diff- they have a relationship with uh, death that maybe we don't have in their culture. I don't know. And some people have even said when he died, they, they, they blamed uh, La Llorona. Oh really? They said some people said maybe she did it. It was another story in itself. Wait, you, that he that that she took killed him. the guy. Took him. Really? And that that's somebody in uh, Mexican folklore. Is the woman who uh, we, we're going to do a show about her eventually? But supposedly a Spanish man came from Spain, went to Mexico many many years ago, and mm-hmm. had, uh, it was with her, married or whatever. She had her pregnant, had a couple of kids, and then he deserted her. So in her, her grief and everything, she killed the kids and herself. So now they say she wanders around looking for other people to drag down. She's a very scary uh, figure. The it, woman in black and everything. It know. is a very scary figure. It's, it's spelled La Llorona, but I think it's pronounced La Llorona. Cause it's yeah, La Llorona. La Llorona. Yeah. Down there in Guacamilla. Day of the Dead is a really weird one. Yeah, because they, I know that the origins were in Spain, where yeah. like they said that people would bring like food and wine and things like that well, they make to candy, the graveyard. Candies out of heads and stuff like that. Yeah, skulls. It, my daughter has um, a few of those Day of the Dead skulls, and um, but they always felt that first of all they said they would cover the graves with flowers and light candles to illuminate the dead souls way back to their homes on earth. And then the conquistadors brought that tradition with them and it, it when changed, they came. It becomes a hybrid. Yeah, it it is kind of like the Mexican version of Halloween. Well, you got to realize, even with uh, Halloween, it's, it's the same thing culturally. It's, you know, the Celts. Uh, yeah. It was called Samhain, or Samhain, it's spelled Samhain. Samhain, yeah. It's a time of the year when the uh, they felt at that time of year the... the Space between the worlds was its thinnest. Yeah. So people could cross over and back and forth, and you would communicate, and you had to honor the dead and honor because they would come to see you and blah, blah, blah. Um, crazy story. Um, on All Souls Day, mm. um, I was dating a girl who lived across the street from a very old Dutch graveyard. So when. It was Dutch, it had to be old. Yeah, it was like 1600s. Yeah. And, um... It's in Jersey City. In Jer- yeah, in Jersey City. And I remember her dad telling the story after I saw what I saw. Yeah, you saw some weird stuff. I saw that, and then his dad, her dad told the story that he remembers seeing many of the dead souls walking out of the graveyard and basically down the road, which was an old, you know, the Dutch settlement. Yeah. And uh, that is pretty much verbatim what I saw. Yeah, Teddy Boy saw that. And when I saw it, and again, it's the kind of thing you don't really share with people because they would say, you're out of your mind. Yeah. How could, were you drinking? What kind of drugs were you using? Well, it makes me feel bad for these souls, too. Like, what, are you stuck in that graveyard for eternity? Right. Or your, isn't your soul supposed to move on? Although I wonder if it's just for All Certain Souls time, Day. Maybe they do a little parade. 
Yeah, you know, maybe they just have the ability to come back on All Souls Day. Just to Day. come back to the Earth and walk around a little bit, then go back to where they are. But that was pretty... And the, this, <laughs> the funny part about typical me, I'm in the car, and it's a one-way street, and I have to go down to the end of the street where they are walking. <laughs> and I immediately put the car in reverse. Should have beeped the horn. Bam. <laughs> I reversed, and I went out the back way. <laughs> Luckily, it was like 1 o'clock in the morning. There were no, no cars coming. Yeah. Oh, my God. See, people, little by little, um, you're going to hear some of the weird crap that we have encountered and what's caused us to start to do this show. Don, you know what's really weirder, though? Yes. Since we've started doing the show, I've actually had a few things that I must have just put out of my head <sighs> that are now... That now come back to me. Oh boy! That you know when when I show on that when I we can actually you know because there there was some weird stuff. This old house in Jersey City that we lived in before we had our house that we lived most of our life in. You know, just you know, it was one of those houses with the basement with had an old coal bin. Yeah, I I lived in a house like that too. Right, and it looked like it had a stable, but that was where the coal was. Yeah, we had that. We had when I was a little kid in Newark. The house had a coal furnace we had to shove a coal into the furnace yeah and trucks would come periodically put a slide to the basement window right exactly and you'd order how much you want yeah, a ton or whatever and there'd be they some in that uh, then some in the other one you'd have to go down and shovel it put it in a bucket <laughs> and put it in the furnace put out at night to bank the furnace so it was yeah. going. i mean oh god it was torture yeah that was uh everybody in the family says well i did that nobody else did it and i'm like yeah okay <laughs> but those those are so i i how do we how we go from Island of the Dead, Island of the Dolls, excuse me, to New Jersey, to New Jersey shoveling coal in a furnace, that's the beauty of our show. Together. And the Day of the Dead thing, too, it's like even in various religions, it's it's to remind you of your uh, yeah. your temporary status here. Because even in uh, some Buddhist sects and Tibetan sects, there are malas, there are prayer beads. There are some, I almost bought one at one point, but it's too much, uh, where all the beads are skulls. Real skulls? Yeah. Of little skulls, like people's skulls, they remind you of death. That you, you wait, hold on a second, skulls, but not real human oh, skulls. Oh, no, 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 they're no. beads. Oh, beads like carved like skulls because they're okay. prayer beads. It's like you count the prayers as you flip the beads, like yeah. a rosary bead, right? Right, they're rosaries, like in, in Buddhism. Wow, I didn't realize that the Buddhists would make skull beads. Well, that's some it's to remind you that you, this life is temporary, hmm. that's what it, and death is always there. Kind of. You yeah. Know, you're always on the edge. You, right. You, you don't know. And, uh, you know, I actually have a mala that was, I got, was lucky enough to get blaster charged, as they say, by the Dalai Lama. So I knew somebody who was That's... bodyguarding him at the time, and I had to get a new mala, and they said, oh, I know what to do with this. And they gave it to one of the assistants. They said, oh, yeah, we got this. They took it in, and he charged it with his energy or whatever, and they gave it back to me. So, hmm. so I'll, be, I'll be carrying do... that around when I see a doll. <laughs> Well, I was going to say, no, is that something that you wear like on a wrist or around your neck or do you put it in it's your pocket? A, well, there are different ones. There are ones that go around your neck, there are ones that go around your wrist. It's a wrist mala. Okay. So have, and uh, sometimes I take it out when I'm feeling really bad or if things bother me and I do my prayers with it. But uh, and, and I just think it's something I don't abuse it, but I just think there's something with really good energy if I ever need it. And I put my other stuff in with it so it kind of, you know, spread that around. Can you, again, we're off on the tangent, but I'm going to ask the question. Can you get one of them? Like, if I wanted to get yeah, one of them. You can buy one tomorrow. You can buy one today. You can yeah, buy it online. But is it the same effect? Is it, like, is it. 
Now you would have to have somebody, a priest or somebody, uh, charge it, or do it, or or I could probably do it, do a ceremony for you. But it's just like I used to have figurines. I don't want to go into my whole thing, but I have figurines of the Buddha, and uh, I would have to give them to the priests or the people in charge of where I was, and uh, they would do a blessing. They would cover his eyes, and they do a whole ceremony and everything. You take it home, you take the the covering off the eyes because they open his eyes. So mm-hmm. now it's an active thing, in touch with the spirit. Oh, okay. Because in in Buddhism, you have your little altar, which is called the Shinza, but also another name for that is uh, Kamiwaza, which means uh, house spirit house. Okay. Because the Kami are spirits; they're kind of like uh, nature spirits, spirits of the earth, whatever, mm-hmm. and the Kami, and so you you communicate with them. Huh. It's, it's kind of an earthbound thing. It's it's involved with uh, different religions and. In Japan and stuff, you know, uh, the religion I practice, I'm not going to go into it now, uh, but it's like a combination of, it, it seems like a combination of Tibetan Buddhism and Shinto religion, which is the main religion of Japan, where they worship nature. Okay. But uh, but you, you, you look at these things, and that's it. It's that, Everything that is here is about that place in between. Yeah. What is that space in between that, wherever we go and wherever we are now? Yeah. And are things in between there or are things that can go back and forth? You don't know. So you have to be mindful of that so that you don't fall into a trap. Because we talked about earlier about how demons disguise themselves as little kids sometimes. Yes. Bad spirits will say, a four-year-old girl. So. Okay. One of the interesting things that Alistair Crowley did, even though a lot of what he did was horrible, but he, I have some of his book, he categorized... Uh, symbols and names and things from different religions and compare them together so he felt you had to know that so because if you conjured something up you could ask questions to see if it really was what it claimed to be <laughs> which you know there's a long way to go it means he was really into that stuff but, yeah you ain't kidding but that's what it is. you can't just trust something especially well, if you can't see it so it, that's a perfect ending you can't just trust something you're right you can't trust dolls no I don't ever... I, well, because it's, it's like the voodoo thing where there, there are figures of people. You create a person. Right. Yeah, and sometimes they can be imbued with energy or something, either bad or good. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't necessarily uh, look down on all that, that, whether it exists or not, because I spent a lot of time, you know that, I spent a lot of time among uh, Haitian people yes. and African people. And uh, we're very interesting people, great people. But you learn a lot about them. You don't, you don't just poo-poo things. You have to go understand other people's beliefs. Many of them are Christian. But it's like the old saying about Haiti. Haiti is uh, about 80% Catholic and 100% Voodoo. That's an old <laughs> saying. I don't know how true that is. Well, this has been interesting. Uh, I hope you found this interesting, hearing about haunted dolls. You may think about this when you're buying your child or your grandchild or a friend's a doll. You may look at it, ask it questions, see if it answers, see if it moves. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> if it does, if it does, don't blame you're, you're us. Gonna, you're going to get stabbed in the ass by G.I. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> and one guy woke up and, and, and the Raggedy Ann was choking him. That still cracks me up. Hey, it makes you not want to have anything around the house, you know? It's true. Hey, listen, uh, you can contact us through the wizardsofoddpodcast.com and... That'll bring you right to our webpage. You can leave a review. You can go to Facebook. You can contact us that way. Um, whatever is the easiest, 
Get in touch with us. Let us know how you like the show. And if you want to be a guest on the show, even better. You're welcome. We'd love to have you on and talk about it. We've got a few guys set up for the, so the weeks coming up. Remember, the American Loser Podcast. Go listen to our show. Subscribe to it. It's a really funny show. Stay safe. And the episode with us is really good. Yeah, stay safe. Don't, uh... Don't dabble. Don't mess with dolls. Hmm.